people. Hello, my friends, and welcome to No Normal People. I'm your host, Stephen Henning. And I am also that. The host, that yeah. is. Yeah. I'm also a Henning. Your name is? My name is Dixie Lee. Thank I you. I was confused. I was like, I thought you were Yeah, you got to introduce yourself but then here. I said it. But Absolutely. say the other thing. This is a podcast where we prove that the more you get to know the normal people in your life, you discover that there really are no normal people in your life. Speaking of people. People. Um, we are introducing another family member of mine. Oh my goodness. <laughs> yes, we are. And Hello. That, that can mean many different things because I am one of like 200 nieces and nephews yeah, tell from us, both sides. Tell us the quick story on your, from your side here because we're about to hear almost two hours of so we, we, her story. We interviewed my mom already. Correct. And she is one of 13. Children. Children. Yeah. From my grandmama and this, my grandpapa. This is the episode entitled Kathy Park. Yes. Who um, is your mother. So she's one of 13. Mama. And then my dad is the oldest of 10. Big fam. And, Big fam. And that side of the family's Catholic, mm-hmm. and they don't believe in contraceptives. And okay. the other side's Mormon. Okay. <laughs> and they just, you know, you know, you know how Mormons do. They're like bunnies. Anyway. Wow. Long story short, I have a butt ton of relatives. Butt ton. A literal butt ton. I don't love that m- measurement. Yes. Okay. I I have well over 200 cousins from Wowzers. both sides. Wowzers. Okay. Both sides. Okay. I see it. But that being said, we're actually interviewing my oldest sister. Oldest sister that you didn't know about. So now I have even more family. And a side note, she has six children. Absolutely. I should clarify. You did know about her (laughs) your entire life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You knew of the existence of her. I didn't know her. her. Kathy, your mother. (gasps) That's my mom. Gave Marisa up for adoption. Yeah. When she had Marisa in high school. Right. And- just within the last year or so? Two years, I think. Marisa found us. Yeah. And you have a new sister. Yeah. And she has have, six kids. I have a new old sister. And we're, <laughs> yes. <laughs> and she has six kids. And, and they're adorable. You and I are. We are aunt and uncle to eight different children now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we are. And that was a lot. That was a lot to take in at once, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, I was only, this an, summer aunt. Was I was only an aunt to one one kid. <laughs> and then all of a sudden we were an aunt to se- oh. aunt and uncle to seven children. My gosh. Like overnight. This episode was so fun to do. We got to talk to Marisa. She tells us a very good story mm-hmm. about her and her husband's struggles with infertility yep. early on in their relationship yep. and trying to start a family. And then six kids later, we you get know. to be proud of that. We get to be excited for them. For real. And man, it, it taught us a lot for sure. And then we have a segment that we've done only once before. We've only done it once. And it was with the kids that do our intro and outro. The Palat kids. The Palat kids, Jessica's yep. kids. Um, but we have another No Normal People Junior with six children. With all six of them. In order, we have Noah Emerson, Bennett, Ava, Clara, 
and Dallin. That's that's youngest to oldest. Correct. To be specific. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> because Noah is the youngest. <laughs> Dallin and Clara are the oldest. Oh my word. Let's just yeah. We had so much fun with that, and mm-hmm. then we hear the whole story about how Marisa ended up finding us, and how we got in touch, mm-hmm. and how you and you got a brand new sister. Mm-hmm. It's a flipping amazing episode. I. Yeah. <laughs> it's so good. Yep. It's so good. It's true. Uh, so right before we send to the interview, though, mm-hmm. this would be a good time to mention that you should vote today. Oh, you, if you should vote. If you haven't made a plan to vote, go vote. Go it vote. is Election Tuesday. It is. The day of this. This is the only mention of the you election. could determine. In all of this. Whether or not I'm depressed for the next four years. Okay. Excuse you. <laughs> didn't want to go too far into it just if you have a plan to vote go vote you should do it exercise your civic duty civic yeah. responsibility yeah dixie me quickly yeah i would like to talk about the fact that patreon.com slash no people pod is live money please okay you're gonna bring this back again yeah it's, it's not funny. it's not about money grabbing really it no, isn't it's, it's about um you having more access to us we're creating community is what we're doing <laughs> yeah we're offering bonus episodes we're offering uh merch store discounts because in 2021 we're gonna have some merch merch thank you for this and coffee and coffee is coming and merch merch bonus episodes live hangs yeah uh we have a discord server that you're welcome to join we're not going to do a facebook group because because that's that website is a dumpster fire that, that we is, don't love yeah it's just like myspace but worse Whoa. Yeah. You think Facebook is on the same trajectory as MySpace now? A little bit. I mean, Mm. you think about it, MySpace, like... It's on its way out. It's been on... It's the only thing that MySpace did for us was... No, I'm saying MySpace is out already. Facebook is on its way. Facebook didn't do anything for us. MySpace actually kind of almost taught people how to code. <laughs> this is fair. And then it died. Facebook just teaches Facebook us how to be angry. Facebook is just a dumpster fire of rage and hormones. Yeah, it's it's dangerous. Anyway, so, so we have a Patreon. We have a Patreon with a Discord <laughs> server that is a private community that we get to hang out. We get to talk about what we're into, mm-hmm. books we're into, podcasts, movies. You get to submit questions to us that we're going to include in rapid fire and icebreaker segments. Oh, yeah. We also just want to get feedback. So mm. if you... <laughs> Love the work we do and want to, hey, this is apropos, but if you want to vote with your dollar and vote with your feet, come on to patreon.com slash pod. The link will also be in the description in the show notes yep. for this episode and all future episodes. Yep. Come join the community. Vote with your dollar. As low as $3 a month gets you in on the party. Yeah. So come join. Do it. Why but aren't now, you doing it? But now. Why aren't you practicing your civil duty? But now... To, to support me financially. That's not the point. <laughs> but now... Vote now. Marisa Mitchell. Yeah. Here we go. <laughs> okay. Here we go. Going into rapid fire questions. Are you ready? I guess so. <laughs> I guess so. All right. <laughs> Instagram or Twitter? Instagram. Oceans or lakes? Oceans. Rain or sun? Sun. Early morning or late night? Early morning. Summer or winter? Summer. iOS or Android? iOS. Sea or space? Sea. Beaches or mountains? Beaches. Libraries or museums? Libraries. Big party or small gathering? Small gathering. Cats or dogs? 
Cats. Pancakes or waffles? Waffles. Sunrise or sunset? Sunset. East coast or west coast? West coast. Do you call it soda or pop? Soda. Hogwarts or the Shire? Hogwarts. Disney or Pixar? Disney. Pizza or tacos? Pizza. Vanilla or chocolate? Chocolate. Books or movies? Books. Introvert or extrovert? I'm probably more of an extrovert. Phone calls or texts? Phone calls. And who's your favorite little sister? No. Oh. <laughs> oh, see, I never, I never had those before. Oh man, it's okay to say me. It's okay. Oh, yeah, of, of course it sticks to you because right. we're on the phone right it's now. The yeah. one that so. gets you. Hear that, Avery and Shelby? <laughs> Suck it. Wow. Okay. Well, Dixie snuck yeah, in that last one. I was one. the little sister. That was fantastic. Yeah. Okay. I'm excited to talk about that, but let's do some more icebreakers. These are going to be more open-ended and less like either or. So well, let's start with what's your favorite candy? Ooh, so anything chocolate, but my favorite is probably Reasons. Ooh, yeah. Those dark chocolate caramels. Those are my favorite. What's your favorite snack? Probably popcorn, but with lots of butter. <laughs> what is your favorite morning drink? <laughs> Since I've been homeschooling, it's been Coke. So, but generally I'm a smoothie kind of a person, like a dark chocolate orange smoothie. Oh, that sounds mm-hmm. very good. What is your favorite novel? So when it comes to books, I don't have a favorite favorite, but I am a classic, the classics person. So anything Jane Austen, um, I love, but I also like Charles Dickens and I love Nicholas Nickleby. Nickleby is always an all-time yeah. favorite. So, Fantastic. Yeah. What is your favorite smell? Oh, I don't know if you guys have ever smelt the desert in Arizona. Oh, yeah. When it rains, that uh, like the washes, how they smell. I mm-hmm. can't even describe it. It just has this amazing. It's like yeah. dirty dirt. and rust also. Yeah, but it, there's something <laughs> about it that just, you know, mm. so that's probably one of my favorite all time. Like smells. wet mesquite. Yeah. Oh, it's just it's most it's heaven on earth. What is your favorite TV or streaming show? I like anything that has to do with like the periods, like. The Crown. Um, I do have a guilty pleasure. I have always loved Grey's Anatomy. Yes. Always. Thank you. Mason yes. will not watch those with me. He's like, he'll walk in. He's like, okay, so I haven't watched like 12 seasons, but I know exactly what's happening. I'm like, leave it alone. It's fine. It's fine. fine. Uh, yeah. No, nope. Dixie and Just I have seen all this person the seasons. Dies, you know, oh. it's fine. I mean, yeah. I'm and, into that uh, show. We, yeah. We really got into Blue Bloods. I've seen most oh, of yeah. those seasons. Excellent. What's your favorite ice cream flavor? Chocolate. Actually, probably cookies and cream. What are foods you will never eat? I will never eat liver. <laughs> okay. And I will never eat veal. Those are baby cows. You just shouldn't mess with those. Mm. Yeah. They're too cute to and eat. I can't do that. I'm really not a huge fan of beets. <laughs> okay. Yep. <laughs> Good answer. Anything else? I'll pretty much eat. So on the other side of like foods you don't like, what's your absolute favorite meal? I don't really have a favorite. I have I kind of go through phases. Mm-hmm. Let's see. What am mm. I into right now? Anything fish. I love fish, but it has to be fresh. And currently I I mean anything chocolate. You bring chocolate to me, I'll eat it. Oh, that can be a go. meal anytime. So fantastic. Um yes, yeah, so I don't have a really favorite meal, but love it. I like all sorts of foods. Mm-hmm. Do you have a secret talent? Um, it's not a talent, but I can put, well, I don't think it would be a talent, but I can put anything together. Like, you know, when 
you, you have kids, you have all this crap you have to put together throughout the years. And everybody's like, oh, so Mason put that together. I'm like, no, 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 no. Mason mm. doesn't build the stuff. I build. Nice. You're an Ikea expert. Seriously. If the blinds get put up in the house, it wasn't Mason. It was me. And so it was, you know, I, so I could put stuff together as long as I have the directions. And sometimes they're awful, but a general, then I can, I can put them together. What was your first job? My first job, I worked at a hair salon as the receptionist when I was mm. 16, 17, 18, those years. What was your first pet? Cat. Name was Puffers. Oh my that gosh. That cat lived until he was 24. Jeez. 24. Jeez. Oldest cat ever. It couldn't Puffers? even meow anymore. I like Puffers. Puffers. This is a very <laughs> special name. It the... was a calico cat. Oh. And that oh. cat just, beautiful cat. So Gorgeous. Yeah. Classic puffers. Classic mm-hmm. puffers. What is the worst fashion trend you've ever participated in? Anything in the 80s. Holy cow. <laughs> I look back at pictures of when I grew up and the mullet hair and the like, uh, you guys are a little young, but the rolled colored socks, like you wore like three pairs of socks and they oh, rolled yeah. down yep. oh, into different colors. Yep. Oh, I mean, the colors of the 80s. Holy did you do, did you so do the popped collar with like, other collared shirts of underneath. Course. Okay. Of course. Yeah. Collared shirts was all high school for me. Popped collar, jeans. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There it is. Awful. There it Awful is. Trend. I'm so glad Awful. I didn't know you then. <laughs> <laughs> In the best so possible bad. way. Wow. Oh, man. That's one way to put that. <laughs> so bad. What is your biggest pet peeve? Probably finding dirty socks all over the house. Mm. <laughs> This is very specific, but I can see how this would be it, infuriating. There's it really a lot of feet me, in your house. It actually drives me crazy. Yeah. There's a lot of feet, and there's a lot of really stinky boys in my house. And uh, it doesn't just, it's not the little people. It's the big person that lives in my house, too. Oh, <laughs> rude. Yeah. Come on. Yeah. Okay. What is the best live concert you've ever been to? It was Tim McGraw and um, Reba McIntyre. It was in the early 90s. It was in Phoenix. It was phenomenal. And I remember I had to leave like 30 minutes early because I had a cross-country meet the next day and I had to get up at some godforsaken hour. Oh, no. This is why you shouldn't exercise. You missed concerts. Wow. There's so many (laughs) many hazards to exercising. (laughs) Right. So, of course. So many hazards. We we know this now. Just another thing on the list. (laughs) Right. If you could have one superpower, what would it be? If I could be one superpower, I would probably have eyes in the back of my head (laughs) so I could see everything around me. There we go. That's good. I think I do... My kids think I do have it, but I need to fine-tune it. I would prefer the sure. actual way to see everything around me. Actual. So. Okay. I like it. Yeah. What would you say is your proudest achievement? Oh, man. I think that comes as life as life moves on. I would, I would say that I had graduated from college, but now I think my proudest achievement is my six monsters. <laughs> the six monsters. So, Fantastic. The six monsters. It evolves as you go through life, I think. Who would you call your best friend? Mason. Mason is my best friend. Aww. And then I do have I do have a girlfriend. Her name is Sarah. We've been best friends since seventh grade. I met her when I moved to Arizona. What is it? And, my uh, older sister is having best friends named, named Sarah. Sarah, right? Oops. Oh, did, is that Avery? Yeah. yeah. Sarah, I met her seventh grade and we have been. So she always claims that she claims me more over Mason because she's <laughs> known me longer. So Sarah and I, she's the kind of best friend that you... I mean, we don't see each other. In fact, I hadn't seen her. She got pregnant and had a baby who was almost a year old before I saw her again. Wow. And um, 
but you just pick up from yeah. even though you've lost all that time to just it's just what it is yep even as our lives have changed and moved on so absolutely mm -hmm. true story okay finally for the icebreakers here when you were little what did you want to be when you grew up oh man i don't know if i remember if i wanted to be let's see i mean i think i wanted to be a teacher try to remember that I, we always played school my sister and i always uh. played school and i think I wanted to be a teacher, and then when I went to college, I was like, absolutely not. Never, <laughs> ever never mind. going to be a teacher. This is not for <laughs> me. Ever. I need a break from oh, my children. Oh, how it's the turntables have turned. Oh, 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 oh. oh, yes. Oh, yes. Yeah. I, think, I think it's like, hey, Marisa, remember when you said you really wanted to do this? It's like, no, 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 no. I was, I was kidding. I was lying. So, right. <laughs> Please that don't. That was a joke. Oh, gosh. <laughs> so good. But probably a teacher when I was little. This is fantastic. Marisa, thank you so much for being on our podcast. Thanks for the invite. <laughs> Man, oh, we are so we are so excited for this. I met you for the first time just this last summer. You brought all the kiddos mm -hmm. with you, all your little monsters. Yep. To the family home here, and it was such a pleasure to get to know you and get to know your kiddos and just learn about this new like integration to the family. It's so special. Mhm. Mm which I'm sure it's it's something we're going to get into. So, let's start how we start every interview. Would you tell us about where you grew up and what your family was like growing up? So the beginning part of the story, obviously, is I was born in San Diego, California, mm -hmm. and I was adopted. So I was put in a foster home for seven weeks, and they called me Sunshine because they didn't name me. That was my <laughs> name. They called oh. me Sunshine. And then my mom picked me up. They flew to from New Mexico to California took me back. And so I grew up my first couple of years. I don't remember it because I was little. Um, I lived in Grants, New Mexico. Most people don't know where that is. <laughs> it's in New Mexico. Tiny little, <laughs> oh man, tiny little mining town. So anyway, lived there for two years and then we moved to Silver City, New Mexico, where my dad was working. And we lived in a trailer, single wide trailer for, oh gosh, I don't know how many years. But with lots of people in that tiny little trailer. I do remember that. <laughs> but I lived in Silver City until I was 12. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and then I moved to Arizona. So my parents got divorced when I was seven. We lived there. And then um, my older sister just above me needed to go to a special school to help her with some limitations she had from the public school system. Okay. And so my mom moved us to Arizona oh. So for her to go to a school. And I hated my mom. Boy, holy cow. <laughs> Moving at 12 is rough. Yes. So, uh, it absolutely uh, is. Oh, yeah. yeah. I oh. moved at 14 and I pretty, oh, I almost that's... walked back to Arizona. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. That's, that was my threat for a while. Yeah. But she moved us and uh, let's see, try to touch back. I mean, my childhood was pretty basic. It was the little tiny towns. We lived on 10 acres. And so my mom would just kick us out of the house and she's like, come back at a certain time. And oh, okay. And, come back when you know, the sun goes down. It was Perfect. that kind of a life. It was always outside playing. Right. So kind of idyllic. Probably I can remember, you know, huge snowstorms and that just icicles that would come off the house that were bigger than us and mm. sure. you know, things like that. And, and then also the really big bugs that come in New Mexico <laughs> that are really gross. I remember stuff like that. So um, moving to Arizona was definitely a life-changing moment for me because 12, that's rough. New school, very big school from where I had been. Mm -hmm. And um, she moved us to a northern part of Arizona to Cave Creek so that we wouldn't have complete shock moving into like Scottsdale. Oh, I'm yeah. Coming from a small town. Right. Sure, yeah. 
Yeah. So we lived in a one bedroom apartment. It was my mom and my three siblings. So my sister and I shared the bedroom mm-hmm. and my brother and my mom like bunked out on the couches wow. in the living room. Wow. And so yeah. Wow. It was kind of crazy. We went from 10 acres and like a five bedroom house <laughs> to one bedroom apartment. It's a little bit shocking yeah. for everybody involved. But <laughs> yeah. But you know, even though it was rough, I did meet my best friend and uh, mm-hmm. got into running. My condolences. And then I, yeah. And then I decided <laughs> I was going to be a little bit, because I was really mad at my mom for a couple of years. I decided to take an entrance exam to a private high school mm. in Phoenix and oh. I got in. Okay. Nice. So I don't know if you want to talk into going to high school age yet, but that was out of me being defiant more than <laughs> anything else. And it was this, cre- it was a all girls Catholic high school. Oh, wow. Wow. I, so you go defiant by it. signing up for private Catholic for, school. For private school. Yeah. See, that was, you know, that That's... was my defiance because I could like go to the school I wanted to. Yeah. And I really wanted to do this. And wow. You know, I was That's like the opposite so... of what I think of as rebellion. Most defiancy. Oh, don't worry. I, I had some rebellious years <laughs> later on. You know, we could get to that a little bit later. But, the story know. is a lot longer, okay. Stephen. Don't worry. Yeah. yeah. Oh. Don't worry. Or we could just brush past it, you know, and just sure. say, this was my defiance. So, <laughs> but yeah, Arizona was, I, I, you learn to uh, love where you are once you realize that, number one, you're not going back to New Mexico. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just, this is where I am. But I also had played piano since I was five. Mm -hmm. My mom put me in piano lessons. And Mm. so when we moved to Arizona, I quit because I was really mad. And I quit for about a year. And uh, I can still remember I came home from school to this tiny little tiny apartment. And she had found a used baby grand piano. Oh, wow. And had had it delivered. And it basically took up the entire living room, like tiny apartments, you know, took up the living room and she says, I think it's time for you to take piano lessons again. And she found me someone that (laughs) Mrs. B that had nail clippers and a baton sitting on the piano at all times. And if if your nails clicked, you got whacked on the hand and you had to cut them immediately. I mean, she was the meanest, but I, I loved her, but she was (laughs) the meanest lady. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Oh, wow. So childhood was great. It was just, you know, you have your ups and your downs. Parents getting divorced is never, never something I think a kid should go through. Right. Right. And it defined me as I grew up, for sure. My mom did the best she could. But I had a younger brother who was really hard. And so that also defined throughout the various things that we had to go through with him. Right. Growing up, you know, and then my mom tried dating when I was in high school and that didn't go very far because I was not having anything about that. That was rough. So oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Been there. So just, yeah. You know, just, you know, your ups and downs of childhood, it wasn't always perfect in rainbows and unicorns. It wasn't like that for sure, but it was not a bad childhood. Sure. I would say I definitely had a childhood that I I'm, I'm definitely blessed in how I grew up, even with the ups and downs and the hards. Right. So, right. Yeah, absolutely. So let's, let's continue on the story here. Let's talk about this high school age for you. You were getting into running high school, signed yourself up yeah. for a private Catholic school. <laughs> yeah. It's kind of funny. So I got into that private school. That entrance exam was brutal. You know, of course I get into it and the first year was hell and <laughs> I did not want to be there. I was so done 
Oh. I was like, absolutely not. Because it was really hard because it was a college preparatory school. So right. the expectation yeah. right. was really high. Like if you had a 70 on any of your classes, you were failing. I mean, it was rough. Woof. And so okay. at the end of my freshman year, I told my mom I was done and I didn't want to be there. And she says, oh, that's too bad. <laughs> You're just going to have to stay. You're the one who signed yeah, up for I it. Suppose, so. Yeah, it's a hard <laughs> argument to make saying I don't want to be here kind anymore. Kind of blew when... up in my face. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. So much regret. I learned a ton. Right. So I, I stuck it out. And of like 350 girls that were in my freshman class, only 168 graduated. Wow. And so. Jeez. But I, so I started running track and field my freshman year. I ran and dabbled with it in junior high like seventh eighth mm-hmm. and I was always the kid that had the cute like really round chunky baby cheeks always <laughs> I was that kid sure and yeah so and then I started running and really enjoyed it uh, distance was my thing I was not fast mm-hmm. yeah so all girls catholic school with the uniform you wear the skirt the plaid skirt the collared shirts yeah you couldn't you, Birkenstocks oh yeah you wear Birkenstocks <laughs> and Doc Martens there you that go. was my shoe. Those were my shoes. Yes. I do remember. So we had nuns. That's who ran the school. Right. Mm-hmm. So the skirt was supposed to be a certain length. Well, in Arizona, holy cow, <laughs> you just want to wear like minimal clothing, right? And so yep. we're wearing like oh. collared shirts and skirts and then boxers underneath because, you know, it's just a skirt you cover up underneath. Yeah. Right. And so, yep. so I can remember even, golly, sophomore, junior year, I wasn't wearing them super. There were some girls that pulled off some super short skirts, but I did not. But they would come in your homeroom, the nuns would, and you would know. And so you would see all these girls like shimmying them down, just unbuckle, shimmy them down because they would have you kneel on the floor. And if it didn't touch the floor, it was too short and you would get detention for it. And so I was one of those girls that you had to do a little shimmy to make sure your skirt (laughs) went to the ground. Yeah. It's like, okay, but some of us have butts. (laughs) Yeah. They're not going to touch the floor. Well, once I started running, I, I was pretty thin all the time, but it was, uh, but my coach always told me I had five pounds to lose because I was short. I wasn't a cross country field. I was long and lanky, you Mm. know? Mm -hmm. Uh, let's see. I had to take Catholic, what they would call it, catechism. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Take that all four years. Okay. And then being the member of the church of Jesus Christ, Latter-day Saints that I am, I also took seminary. (laughs) And so seminary was in the morning at six. And uh, I pra- <laughs> I went to cross country practice at five thirty, and oh, so I my interesting my mom for those first two years that I couldn't drive, she drove me to cross country practice. I would like sleep in the car; I was exhausted. Mm-hmm. Cross country practice, believe it, yeah. And then she would pick me up at cross country practice. I'm sweaty, disgusting, and she would drop me off at the seminary building, and it was just the school next door to where I was. So I didn't know any of those kids. I didn't go to any school with any of them. Mm-hmm. And here wow. I am walking in with like little running shorts and totally sweaty, wow. disgusting. <laughs> and then I would listen to our scripture study. And then she'd pick me up and have like a bagel or bialy for my breakfast. And she'd drop me off at the high school. Oh, and gosh. I would take a cold shower every morning because there was no hot water in the gym. I mean, why would there be hot water? Yeah. So cold shower. Helps wake you up though, right? Helps wake you up after a very long morning already. Wow. I'm so interested in you being raised by your family in the church of Latter-day Saints and also signing Mm -hmm. up for Catholic school. So, you know, yeah, yeah, just just, tell me about it. I'm so, (laughs) so curious about what that was like. So growing up, I mean, I grew up in New Mexico where we weren't the majority for our religion. Sure. You know, we weren't, there was, there was a big number of people that were 
of our religion. Mm-hmm. And my mom called it the mission field. She always does. Because right. we weren't living oh. in Utah. Yeah. You know, we weren't in Provo, Utah or Salt Lake City. Right. And so my best friend's not a member of the church. I mean, and it, it just never even dawned on me that we couldn't go anywhere we wanted. But growing up there, and then I went to the Catholic high school, loved it. Mm-hmm. Love take. I mean, there were kids that were Catholic, raised Catholic, that couldn't pass the religious courses. And I'm like, all you have to do is listen, read the Bible, <laughs> write down what they want you to say. I may not believe it, but wow. I know what they're asking me, you know. Yeah. But it did open me up to really have a love and a- appreciation for all religions, mm-hmm. which kind of segueing into it. But it was, I went to Catholic high school, and then my kids have been to Methodist, Presbyterian, and Jewish schools. Mm. And wow, and I love, I still love to go to midnight mass for Christmas if I can get my hands on it. I loved, just loved it, right? Oh, which is really funny because I was watching mass today. The kids walked in because with all the COVID regulations, I can only go to church every three weeks. And so Mason goes every Sunday and they broadcast the meeting to the mm-hmm. houses. Oh, and so okay. we're sitting there watching the meeting, and then it was over, and I just left the YouTube channel must have picked up on the algorithm and it just put on another religious service and it was a Catholic <laughs> service. The kids walk in and I was just watching it. The kids walked in and they're like, what are you watching? I'm like, well, this is mass. Do you guys want to watch mass? They're like, why? And I'm like, because it's cool. It's so, really cool. <laughs> yeah. So I, I mean, we taught our kids that, you know, learning, learning of different religions around the world and understanding people's differences is a really good thing to do. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, I did have a mother fail moment when my daughter Clara was first grade mm-hmm. and they're going to this Jewish school and they celebrate the Jewish holidays. So it was Christmas time, which they call winter time. And then right. it was like Hanukkah. Sure. And yeah. She comes home. She's like, mom, why don't we have a menorah? And I said, oh, well, we can get one. You know, you understand all the all the symbolism of it. Might as well. I don't have a problem with that. And I said, we'll pick one up. And I said, but you're not getting eight days of presents. <laughs> child and she's like well why why what's can't we do that said, yeah. what's the point if why I don't? not she, i told her i'm she's like smart well, Claire, we're not jewish and she looks at me dead face and looks at me and she says we're not and i'm like oh, no uh. she's like but jesus was a jew i'm like you're right honey you're <laughs> like, like i'm so sorry here's you, eight presents <laughs> you go to, you go to church every sunday but apparently we're jewish oh, <laughs> i so see funny so but, but the choice was, of taking them to schools like that do you think that's an intentional choice because of your experience being in catholic high school i think so i think we also mason and i both agree that we didn't want our kids to be raised in a bubble because we weren't. Mm-hmm. Mm. Even living in Arizona, you're not the majority. There are there are parts of Arizona that have a bigger amount of people that are of the same faith, but um, where I was was not one of those places. And right. so wow. he even believes that you know different religions and respecting people for their beliefs. And the Jewish school we chose was mostly for the ethics that they were teaching, mm. the Jewish ethics that oh. were amazing. Yeah. And I just don't want my kids to live in a bubble because I don't I don't think that's a good place to be. Right. So that is yeah. very wise. I love that. Yeah. So that, following high school. So you graduate. Graduated. Fantastic. After high school, did you go to college? I did go to college. I was a little burnt out because I graduated high school with in the school that we were at. You weren't allowed to like just finish the amount of credits you need to graduate high school and then kind of slough off your senior year. We were required to go full time. And mm-hmm. so I graduated with 
two college credits. Holy crap. From high school. Great. That's so good. Because wow. I had to go. Yeah. There was no other thing I could. And so, and, and I took a lot of summer school courses because it was geared towards if you're not taking, you know, calculus BC by the time you're a senior, you really have sloughed off. And so, it, <laughs> Jeez. you know, looking back, I think, holy cow, I'm never going to do that to my kids ever. So <laughs> I took intense. summer school. Yeah. My um, freshman year, I took geometry the summer before my sophomore year, I took a whole year of geometry in three weeks. And uh, <laughs> I remember coming, it was eight hours. I would go to school from seven to three and my mom would pick me up and then I'd go crash. And uh, I woke up one time screaming at her that she didn't understand the area of a circle and a square. And she's like, just go back to bed. I mean, it was crazy. Whoa. But, um, I, I had someone so, ask me recently what my worst nightmare is. Um, and you just described it. You literally just described it. So thank you for that. I still to this day hate geometry with everything I've got. My kids are even dabbling into it. And they're like, don't, uh, like, don't even look at me. I don't know what the equation is for a circumference <laughs> of a circle. I'm like, oh my gosh, I can't do it. You so, have PTSD. Um, right. Oh, serious PTSD. Oh, geez. Oh, geez. But, but so I graduated with a lot of college under my belt. So I did not want to go to college. I was so... It kind of dabbled into my um, years where my mom said those were my rebellious years. It was mm -hmm. my senior year. And okay, yeah. I just didn't want to go. I was so done with going to school and learning, and I was, <laughs> was done. So that woman forced me to go. I enrolled. Where did she enroll that me? She enrolled woman. me in ASU, <laughs> Arizona State. Yeah. And I went to one week of biology there and about had a heart attack. I think there was a 1,000 kids in that biology 101 class. Wow. And Wowzers. I was like, there's no way. So I just kept going, nope, this isn't for me. And she, bless her, because she wanted me to have a college degree. She, um, so I actually, because she wanted me to go to school, I went and signed up to go to Mesa Community College because mm. all my stuff transferred and I only needed like eight credits to get my associates, something crazy what? that was just like nothing. And Jeez. so I actually ran junior college cross country and track and field. They gave me a scholarship to go there. Cool. So, oh, nice. There you go. Um, yeah. It worked out great. I'm like, okay, all right. I'll take very many classes. And so I got my associates of arts from Mesa community and ran cross country. And um, I actually did the steeplechase for track and field. And if you guys know what the steeplechase is and you're a distance runner, we don't jump over hurdles. Yeah. Nor do we jump over hurdles that go into water for two miles. That's just not okay. And right. so, but I did that in college. Jeez. So that's something I remember. Jeez. Yeah. There you go. Try something new. But then I went to Westminster, did um, my first two years of, I started thinking I was going to be a business major and then I didn't really love where I was going with that. And so I uh, changed to a child psychology major. Mm. And this kind of, you know, segues into, I think college took me a long time to finish. It took me seven <laughs> years, but I actually finished up at the University of Utah because they had a really good uh, psychology program. And so it was just down the way from Westminster mm. and I graduated there, but I graduated with 209 credits. So if anybody knows how many credits you need to graduate, it's only about 120. Oh so I should gosh. technically have my master's. That's a lot. Jeez. Go lot. get your master's. Yeah. You just like oh submit gosh. for it and they'll be like, okay, no. here you go. Uh, here, we'll, get, well, actually, it's funny. When I was graduating, they're like, so if you just go like one more semester, you can get your minor in Spanish, your minor in business, and you could just write a thesis and double major in like 
general studies. And I just looked at him like, are you crazy? I am so done. <laughs> not today, <laughs> Satan. So, yeah, seriously. Not today. Jeez. But, so that's my degree. I have a child psychology degree. I always say I have a BS and BS because that's about <laughs> oh. what you write. Yes. Oh, okay. Because I had to write so many papers. And mm-hmm. I mean, I thoroughly believe in everything I took and I can see how it's helped me. But I mean, there's a lot of stuff that you're like, that I'm sure that has evolved in the you know, 13, 14 years I've been graduated. Right. Oh, gosh. Something else. But, oh, gosh. I'm sure. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, there it is. Okay. But college took me places that I, I experienced stuff. I went a study abroad in Spain for two months with college. And this is very cool. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Definitely something I, I think everybody that goes to college should do is do a study abroad, hands down. Best experience. So, yeah. This is good advice. Dixie and I, neither neither you, of us did that. No. Nope. I was looking you at it. You need to go, but... stu- go study abroad together. I, there was a couple that actually went together that was in our group that went to Spain. It was a married couple that went. So following this college age, I'm curious. I just kind of want to keep telling your story to get us more or less current. I know that's a really broad question, but like what were the it major is. life events? So. Obviously, you meet your husband. Well, I actually met my husband in high school. Oh, really? So I've known Mason since I was a junior in high school. We met at a church meeting of some kind in the mountains that the older kids went to. And that's where I met him. He was in a group at this event that he was the only person that was was talking of this whole group. (laughs) So he and I just basically (laughs) argued with the instructor for whatever time we had in there. That makes sense. Back and forth. So that's that's how I met him. And we dated, we went to junior prom together. Aw, cute. So, but then we, you know, we always say we dated and then, so I've known him. My sister actually knew him before I did because she went to seminary, which was, you know, the religious class for our religion with him. Oh, okay, sure. Yeah, so she knew him before I did. Kind of funny. So anyway, he's been friends with our family for lots of years. Yeah. And uh, so we dated and then, you know. As you do in high school, you break up, you move on. <laughs> I lived my life. He lived his life. Um, he went on his mission and came back and did his thing. And we had been in touch all those years and reconnected when he was 25. I was 24 and we got married. Yeah. He house sat my my cats <laughs> when I was in Europe for Adorable. a couple of months. And he hates, he hates cats with everything he's got. Oh, okay. <laughs> so you know he must have really liked me. Right. Yeah. To yep. watch your cats. cats for yeah. A couple months. That's uh-huh. sacrifice. So that might have been, you know, the thing that was like, okay, this could work. If he'll sacrifice. He'll for... watch my cats for me. <laughs> yeah. I think he changed the litter box probably three times a day because it drove him absolutely crazy because he does not do smells. So, yeah. That's funny. So, this is good. This is powerful. Yeah, so we got married in October of 2004. We just had our 16th anniversary oh, on wow. the 16th. Congratulations. So, yeah. It's so that your, was a life moment. It's your golden anniversary. It was. Kind of. It was 16 our golden on the 16th. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's what Mason was saying. 16. It's actually was double because in our religion, we um, people try to get married in the temple. And we didn't get married in the temple until three years later. <laughs> and so we got we got married in the temple on the 13th of October. And oh, it's actually, nice. Oh, wow. It would have been 13 years this year and then 16 for our oh, other that's one. So, so cool. We had a no double. No way. That's crazy. Yeah. That's yeah. really cool. That's how it lined up. So <laughs> it's all in 2020. So, yeah. so got married, graduated from college a couple of years after I got married. So I was doing the working and going to school. He was doing the working. I made him move from Arizona because I was in Utah and oh. he said, I'm not doing long distance. And I said, I have a really good job and I'm almost done with school and I'm not 
leading from that. It's sure. taken me pretty, seven years. You're moving here. Yeah, I'm like, <laughs> I am going to finish school. There's just no way. And so he moved and he hadn't lived anywhere but Scottsdale, Arizona his entire life. Wow, um, wow. Except on his mission when he lived in Ohio for two years. Mm-hmm. And so it was kind of rough for him. Bless his soul. He moved up to Utah and uh, we got married and we lived in my cousins. We were their cellar dwellers. <laughs> we lived in the basement. That's what we're... And we are right now. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> yeah, you know, it was great for six months of our marriage. And that was, they probably saved us from getting divorced within the first six months. Because, you know, I am a very strong personality. Yeah. Sure. We all come in with our own baggage. Mm-hmm. And uh, Mason's a strong personality. And so watching this couple that had lived together for, oh man, they had seven kids that were older than us and been married and and they would fight but it was a healthy way to see it that right Mm. his parents had been divorced my parents were divorced we didn't really see that where a healthy marriage looked we didn't know what it looked like yeah so they're modeling that for you they were modeling it for us that it's okay to disagree and it's okay to be your own person right and and still make it work so i think i definitely defined that we realized okay now it didn't make the first two years of our marriage any easier, but it, sure. but we knew what to model. We knew what we could attain if we would both get out of ourselves and wow. yeah, absolutely. <laughs> make it work. So, so you make it through that. You make it through college together. Wow. Yeah. And then uh, we started flipping houses. It was right when the market was awesome. So we bought our first condo in um, Bluffdale, Utah. <laughs> Had some great, crazy neighbors we met. In fact, lifelong friends of a couple that we met mm-hmm. there that she and I are still just great friends. Love them. In fact, we had started flipping houses. So we lived in the condo for 18 months, sold it. The money we made in that, we put it in another little townhome and they were our neighbors. <laughs> and so um, cool. we lived there for nine months, sold it and made money and just kept rolling our money over then bought this really beautiful humongous 3,000 square foot townhome and put all our money into it Mm -hmm. and then the market just tanked and so we lost all that money (laughs) you know one of those lessons but so the next defining moment was after we were still in it and we brought babies home but that was a whole story I don't know if you want to go into that that was that was a lot of heartache yeah and oh. hurt for lots of years before we could bring babies home. And so, yeah, well, um, if, if you're comfortable talking about it, I would oh, love yeah. I would love to because this uh, Dixie and I honestly find ourselves at the beginning of what your story is mm-hmm. without seeing the end of the end of the tunnel yet. So, yeah, and, and it's hard because sometimes that tunnel, you don't see the end and you don't know how long it's going to be. Yeah, right. So when Mason and I got married, we were we were older. I was 24. He's 25. And. The idea was, I mean, most of our friends our age had kids right. too, yeah, already, and so it, it almost got to be. I mean, we, we so we we weren't not trying to have babies, mm. but it just it wasn't working, mm-hmm. and so you know you go a year and you're like, oh, okay, well maybe we should you know look in to make sure everything's good. Yeah, I mean, you get the conversations from people that number one. That's information they don't need to have, but yeah. people think it's their business. It's not. And Mason is a very, <laughs> Mason is a very private person, more so than I ever was. Okay. And he, it would get to the point where these sweet little old ladies at church <laughs> would say, oh, so when are you two going to have babies? Because, you know, we're old enough. Worst, apparently that's what you worst ask people. Question. Apparently that's what you're supposed to do. So when are you guys going to have babies? And it got to the point Mason was so tired that he would look at his watch to these sweet little old ladies and he'd go hopefully nine months from tonight i mean just 
to shock the crap out of them. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, That's after a while, a good answer. After a while, there's <laughs> yeah, no so other answer. That. You can have that. I'm taking no, it. No, there's <laughs> not. Take it. You know what? Hey, you know what? It just it shuts them up immediately. So. Seriously. <laughs> without being you know he's just like yeah i'm gonna answer your rude question with a rude response <laughs> right yeah. this is actually so, none of your business yeah, right your business. so we um we soon realized that babies was not going to be easy i went right. to um i had had some exploratory stuff they couldn't find anything really wrong and then he went and got tested too just when we went to the specialist in utah they said, well, we, we need to test both of you just to make sure we've got all of our bases covered. Mm-hmm. Most of the time, it was the woman's fault. Yeah. But they're seeing a trend that it's not actually just always her. And so yeah. he got tested, and there are huge red flags all over the place for him. Mm. And so what it ended up being is he actually had to have a surgery for us to even talk about doing in vitro. Wow. Right. So... He had that surgery. Then we had to wait a year from surgery to do more testing because it needed to, he-, he had to heal and, you know, for yeah. it to be wow even to work. Okay. So he had surgery. And then, so we waited the year mark and then more tests and the test came back, not awesome, but enough that the doctor could say, okay, well now we can try, we're going to try doing in vitro, but it's going to be with ICSIs. And it, I, I mean, these are all medical terms. So ICSIs <laughs> is when they force it. They force the whole thing to happen. Right. It doesn't just yeah. say, oh, hey, I'm going to put this in this Petri dish and we're going to see what they do. Right. They force it to happen. Okay. Right. And so, of course, it was the most expensive way that to do it. And so we were lucky enough that we had some savings to cover basically one time. Right. We had a one-time wow. shot. Wow. And so. Wow. And it was, it was brutal. It was months of medications and shots and anything like that you put in your body, you're mm-hmm. not a nice person. Oh God, <laughs> no. no. And I have a really kind of unfounded fear of needles and to even <laughs> give myself shots, like I would have to psych myself out to like, and they're teeny tiny ones, Yeah, it was rough. And yeah. then for Mason, he would have to give me other shots that were bigger needles. And I mean, the bruises, the stuff that women have to go through for fertility issues is pretty amazing and pretty humbling that- mm. Women are willing to do that. Families mm-hmm. are willing to do that. Yeah. And so, um, so we did it and they, uh, I got really sick and, um, went in and they had, uh, over stimulated me, over medicated me is what ended up happening. Oh. And so it made me produce more eggs than I had 18 eggs in the waiting. And oh, right. uh, it was way too much. Wowzers. So I lost all of them. Oh, they basically said, if we proceed forward with this, you would probably get pregnant, but you will be on bed rest your entire pregnancy. And um, it could be a really bad delivery because right. it just made my body, it just made myself sick. And so right. wow. they shut the whole thing down. Wow. It's not a loss that there are lots of people. And I don't know your guys' story, but it wasn't a loss like I was pregnant and I miscarried a baby. Mm-hmm. But it was a loss of, we don't know if this is ever going to work. Right. Will this work going forward? And do we have the money to go forward? So the loss that we felt was, it was a really, it was a tangible, we went through the whole, you know, process of grief. It was hard. Yeah. And in the back wings, Mason had been very against adoption. Mm-hmm. And me being adopted, I was all for it. <laughs> mm. like, what's wrong with it? Any which way. Wow. I don't care what color they are. What I, I'll just take it. I'll take a baby. Just I do not care. Just give me one. Just give and me one. Give me a baby. <laughs> 
Yeah. And uh, he was very against it. And it wasn't because he's like, I'm not selfish. He's like, but if something, I get this baby and they want to take that baby away from me. He's like, that's not going to happen. Oh, right. (laughs) Yeah. You know, adoption, when I was adopted, all closed. I didn't know who my birth mom was. Right. I had really nothing I knew. Honestly, the information I knew about Kathy was that she was what I was told was blonde hair, blue eyes, which Mm -hmm. now I know are green. Mm-hmm. And that my dad was older and they thought he was Mexican, but actually he was Spanish and mm-hmm. kind of Native American because I actually have no Mexican um, in my mm. bloodlines. Okay. I knew that she came from a very large family. <laughs> yeah, she did. Not that yeah. Big. yeah, not that big, right? 13 kids. It's, it's not that bad. It's just like a couple. Yeah, it's just a few. And that <laughs> she was 16. That was all the information I was given. 16. Right. She was from California. Wow. But now, fast forward to when Mason and I were doing trying to have babies, mm-hmm. 2005, different adoption process. Everything's very open. Yeah. Um, you meet the birth mother. She picks you. You um, can have kind of an open-ended relationship of she sending her pictures. And yeah. it's almost yep. like a business interview yeah. when you're trying to get this kid. And yeah. it's, it was daunting. And Mason's like, I couldn't, he's like, I couldn't, if they asked for the baby back, I'd, I'd probably flee the country with the child. And <laughs> wow. Right. So he didn't want to do it. But when we lost all those eggs and, and the opportunity of thinking if this would even work, mm-hmm. he's like, it changed his mind. And so we started going through the adoption process, which you guys, I know you've talked about getting that done and it's a process yeah. and it's expensive. Yep. And yep. for us to go through it, we had to go to a marriage counselor. <laughs> <laughs> that was entertaining. So we went to a marriage counselor and letters and we had to go through all this. Basically, we had to go through classes. Right. I don't know if you guys have had to do that. So we went through classes and panels of birth moms would come and talk to us and like people that had adopted and, you know, all this and seeing all these people that just want babies. Mm-hmm. So that was a really hard thing to do. I think I just realized I'm like, if you have a baby, I'll take it. You know, it should be that easy, but it's not. Mm. Yeah. So Mm -hmm. we went through the adoption process and got on the lists and the doctors that had been working with us decided that because it was on them on how much medication they gave me, they would do another round for free. Hmm. Um, for Mason and I. Okay. Of in vitro. Sure. Yeah. So um, I had to wait three months for my body to get back to its normal to right. start over. Mm-hmm. So we started over and we were, we were like, we're still in the adoption process and we um, were able to get pregnant with twins. Mm-hmm. Uh, we had six embryos left and we stored them because we're like, heck, if we ever do this again, which we didn't think we'd ever do it again. We'll at least have them. You know, right. we don't have to go through the whole process. Yeah, right. I mean, we were ecstatic because we didn't ever think that it would work. Mm-hmm. We didn't ever think that we would ever have babies, but at the same time, super cautious. Right. Yeah. Wow. Didn't really want to talk about it. Like we jinx it somehow. Right. Yeah. You know, any pregnancy with someone who's gone through fertility issues is considered high risk. Because yeah. obviously you don't know what's wrong with your body that it's not wanting to hold on to these babies or, mm-hmm. or to even have them. And so the doctors were very cautious from the get go. Up until you're with twins, up until you're almost five months, you're not considered out of the woods. Jeez. Jeez. With twins. And Longest so, five months of your life. Seriously. Because, you know, and you want to do everything right. And I was working and Mason was working and still go on with your lives. Because right. hope after hope and prayer after prayer that it's going to work. Wow. Mm-hmm. But we weren't rushing to buy baby clothes. And right. even though every 
ounce of us wanted to do that. Yeah, of course. Wanted to rush out, but we couldn't. So lots of feelings for the fertility and stuff. We had a pretty non-eventful seven months. (laughs) I hit seven months and developed kidney stones. Of course. I got put on bed rest seven months. Yeah, those were really kind of dark times for me. <laughs> I got to the point, my bless my mother-in-law, she came to make sure I actually stayed down in mm-hmm. case I had to work. <laughs> yeah. She would make me sandwiches and make sure I stayed with my feet up and mm-hmm. taking my medications. And uh, I got to the point at about 33 weeks, I just stopped talking to people. Oof. I had nothing nice to say. Nothing nice to say. So stop talking. But we made it. That's, I mean, that's fair. So here we go. Never having, which is funny now, you know, we always said all these heartaches of four years of infertility. Right. Not knowing if you're ever going to have a baby, not knowing ever if you'll ever have that experience as parents and, and wanting it so bad. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And then we had these two beautiful babies and <laughs> our delivery was not wonderful. It was uh, <laughs> very scary. Yeah. And, uh, didn't think we'd ever do that again because uh, almost lost me. And it was something that uh, Mason at that point, he'd always wanted a big family. And he told me at the end, he's like, if we have any more kids, it's 100% in your court because he's like, I never want to have to watch you go through all that hell again. Right. Because Whoa. that's what it was, Whoa. you know, and, and had decided that two is okay. You know, we, we had them mm-hmm. and we would be happy with what we had. And so bless those babies that, uh, <laughs> Those were the dark ages when they came home. Anybody who has multiples, you just don't sleep for a few weeks. And so good times at the same time. In the meantime, Mason lost his job when the babies were four weeks old. Oh, and wow. I had this feeling of, okay, I have my degree. And I told him, I said, okay, I can go get a job tomorrow. That'll support us. You go finish school and you can stay home with the babies. And I said that in about, I rescinded it within about 12 hours. (laughs) I was was an emotional wreck. I'm like, I can't leave my yeah. babies. <laughs> one of those things. That's and funny so that you thought like, you could do that. <laughs> I really did think I could be big enough to do that. And then I was like, no, 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 no. I've been, I've been to too many mother's days at church and baby showers right. that are hard and not even wanting, like not even getting invitations because my family thought it'd be easier if they didn't invite me. Yeah, yep. right. And, you know, things like that, that they're trying to be really understanding, but it actually makes it worse. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, which I, you might be feeling these same feels. It's oh, yeah. hard to talk about that, but you still want to be happy for them. And yep. uh, yeah, just weird. Yeah, I mean, like so our sister-in-law, our sister-in-law's like yeah. literally having a baby, like, any minute now right now and it's yeah. like i well i like i love you and i'm so excited and i'm yes. so excited to meet our new niece or nephew and at the same time yep. i also kind of want to die a little yeah but it's not and you kind of like i don't want to go yeah but it's but i love you and i support you yeah and yeah, yeah. And i told i it told my friend makes a little piece of you dies yeah every time i told my friend like uh, when avery had candace like I had those yeah. feelings up until the second I met Candace. And then it was like, okay, I'm fine. Yes. And it'll be it's the okay. same way with David and Michaela and their baby. Like, yeah. I will feel this way. And, you know, and then I'll hold it. And then we'll be good. And then you'll be fine. And then, you know, it's um right now you actually get the luxury of, hey, I get to hold you and snuggle on you. And mm-hmm. you don't have to, I don't have to stay up all night. Yeah. Here's Which, the baby. You know, back. a lot of, <laughs> but a lot of people, even those feelings of, yeah. You know, I actually would give anything to stay up all night. Yeah. Is it's there and it's present. And uh, mm-hmm. definitely, like I said, 
a humbling experience to have fertility problems. And people always laugh at me. They're like, you have fertility problems and you have six kids. I'm like, I know. It's kind of crazy how that works, huh? Yeah, so, it is crazy. <laughs> yeah. So so moving on within that is Dallin and Claire came home. They Claire was a NICU baby. Uh, they were teeny. Their combined weight was nine pounds. Wow. And so okay. they were teeny, teeny, teeny. We were also in this house with the market had tanked that we were upside down in now. And so we moved to New Mexico where my mother's company – uh, it's road construction. They hired Mason on as a um, project engineer. Nice. Um, for road construction to Carlsbad, New Mexico, which uh, didn't know I would ever be back in Carlsbad, <laughs> New Mexico because I was in Utah. And so here I am, two babies. And we lived with my cousin who had seven kids at the time. She has nine now. Holy. She had seven kids. I mean, they were great times. But uh, when they were 18 months old, I just had this little nudge that I need to go do the process again. Mm-hmm. We had the embryos stored, so I didn't have to go through the whole process. Mm-hmm. But I actually moved back up to Salt Lake because that's where my fertility doctor was. Right. Uh, my mom was um, on a mission for our church in Salt Lake City, so she had a condo downtown. And so I took the babies, and we moved up for the summer. And I went through this whole process without Mason, which is really mm-hmm. funny. My uh, girlfriend wow. that was there, she took me to all the doctors. And uh, <laughs> she's funny. like, so when they implant, is Mason going to be here? And I'm like, I don't know. I don't know if he's going to get here. And she's like, okay, well, it's going to be funny because I can always say that, you know, when Ava and Bennett were conceived, he wasn't even there. I was there. <laughs> I was you know, there. Just this, I was there. there you I'm go. your dad. Right. <laughs> Along with all the doctors, the nurses. So, right. Yes. Right. <laughs> but he did he did make it for axle implants. So cool. it's good. But they put two in and I was exhausted. And the doctor, I remember him saying, you look a little tired. And I'm like, I have 18 month old twins. I'm like, of course I'm tired. He's like, how oh, dare you say that to me? Only put, maybe we should put only one. In. He's like, no, because the when they freeze them, mm-hmm. they thought out only two survived. So that right. was it. That's all oh, we had left. Oh, okay. He's like, no. These don't look very good. One will probably just take you. You're probably good. Give it a right. chance. Yeah. Both of them took. Oh, gosh. There you go. Another round so of twins. Glad. With, oh. Another round of twins. We had four babies in two and a half years, mm-hmm. and I was done. I said, bam, we're it. Uh, we moved back to Carlsbad and lived in a single wide trailer with four babies. And my mom pretty much lived with me during the week because Mason worked. Right. Three hours away. Jeez. And he would drive in on the weekends. And so my mom lived with me during the week to do four babies in diapers. Right. Wow. So yeah, it's pretty crazy. Wowzers. So, okay. Anyway, I don't know how much of that you want, but then we got surprised with Emerson. <laughs> Ava and Bennett were a year old and I was running like a crazy person and I could not lose any more weight. I couldn't get it off and I was starving and nauseous. And it finally <laughs> dawned on me. I was like, this is really familiar. I'm like, no way. Because oh, the doctors no. had told us we would never work by ourselves wow. Right, ever. Wow. And and my <laughs> uh, OB had said, hey, maybe you should be on birth control. I'm like, why? I don't work. Mason doesn't work. What's we the point? We don't need to worry about it. <laughs> What's the point? I don't need to be crazy on top of having all these kids. Right. And I was 11 weeks old when I found out I was pregnant with Emerson. And uh, 11 weeks long. Yeah. And he worked. I, I took five pregnancy tests. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. I didn't believe it. I didn't believe it. So man. In fact, I called him. He was on the road coming back to us. It was a Friday and I was hysterical. I was crying (laughs) and he thought someone had died and he's like, what's wrong? And I said, I'm pregnant. And he didn't say anything. I mean, it was dead silence. (laughs) 
Yeah, and I I'm imagine. Like, Hello. Hey, and sir. He's like, <laughs> he's like, have you ever had the feeling of your blood, like all of your blood leaving your body at the same time? Wow. He's like, that just happened to me and I'm driving. He's like, no, you're not. I'm like, oh, 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 but I am. And he wouldn't believe me until I went and got the ultrasound, which was wow. a couple weeks later. Wow. wow. So we had Emerson and life took us back to Utah. Mason was so close to finishing his degree, Mm -hmm. but we lived in Utah. Kids went, you know, started growing, going to kindergarten and preschool. And, and Mason's like, there's one more. And I said, no, there's not. But there was. We got surprised again (laughs) with Noah. (laughs) Noah. And uh, Mason laughed for like three months when I got pregnant with Noah. We thought it was the funniest thing ever. Anyway. So that's the story of six children from. uh, That is quite the, what? What did it feel yeah. like when you found out you were pregnant with Emerson? Because I imagine after going through so many treatments and th- there's something about infertility struggles that is that it's so hard because it's on the longest imaginable time scale. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like oh, you're yeah. talking, it's, mo- it's you're talking a monthly no. thing at least if yeah. everything is normal nothing on that front. Fast. So no, nothing happens fast and it's hard. And then also you do go all these treatments and they don't work and then you start over and it's a cycle that it, it's just this ongoing, yeah. mm-hmm. you know, it's not like, Hey, we're doing fertility and Oh, we're going to get pregnant in you know, one month and it never happens. That right. Way. It's just like riding waves of hope. So when I got pregnant with Emerson, honestly, it was, that's why I said five pregnancy tests. I did not believe it. I said, there's <laughs> no way. Right. Number one, I had never had, a home pregnancy test ever come out positive. Right. It was every month when you're late and then you're not. And yep. it doesn't, you know, it's that monthly thing that you get to do that's you hate. Yep. Did four years of that. That was really mm. fun. So I it was disbelief. And I will have to say I it's probably one of my things that I kind of a, it's a regret of the feeling I had because it was just an overwhelming of there's no way on this earth I can have five babies in four <laughs> years, you know, it right. was, right. <laughs> I was not in a good place. And, and I have to look back at myself, especially through all the years of infertility to Gee. be how ungrateful, how ungrateful I, right. I was that, Hey, we got pregnant without anybody's help. How did that happen? How? When my husband <laughs> three hours away and he comes home on the week. Honestly, how, how did that happen? You know, things have to align just the right way. I mean, people say, oh, I get mm-hmm. pregnant when they do our laundry together. I'm like, oh, that wasn't our story. Yeah. That wasn't, the uh, wind I blew. get pregnant when you look at me. <laughs> yeah, that wasn't us. And so I will have to say it was, I was terrified. I was, there was no way I could do all these babies and then have all these babies and have all the um, delivery problems that I had with both of them and going on bed rest with two sets of twins. Mm-hmm. So my initial was disbelief. It's intense. And then, well, yeah. And then the blood was, <laughs> leaving your body uh, when you, yeah, when you hear he, that. he was excited. Mason had had an experience that a few weeks prior to me finding out, we didn't know I was pregnant at the time, but he was talking to one of our ecclesiastical leaders at church one day, one Sunday. And he said, I just had this distinct impression. I saw two babies. He's like, and they weren't ones we had. And he had never told me because you don't tell a woman who has four babies, three and under that there's two more. And so um, <laughs> he was a very smart man. He, he, he learned he's very wise. Wow. Well, so four babies in, when wow. I got, you know, <laughs> yeah, that was, it was insane, but he was super excited, but I honestly did not get excited until I hit about seven months. 
Okay, say hi. Hi. Hi, hi Noah. Noah. <laughs> How you doing, buddy? Are you doing okay? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Can I ask you some questions, Noah? Yeah. Okay. First question. What is your favorite thing about your mom? Hugging. Hugging. <laughs> That's a good answer. <laughs> All right, Noah, what is your favorite thing to do? Playing. Playing? What do you Playing? like to play? Tell them what. Um, fighter fighter. Fighter fighter? Is that firefighter? <laughs> yep. <laughs> okay. And what is your favorite color, Noah? Blue. Blue? Oh, good choice. Do you mm-hmm. know what you want to be for Halloween this year? Um, police because I was a fighter fighter last year. <laughs> okay, so you're going to be a pol- policeman this year? Yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. The last thing for us, can you say no normal people? No, no, no normal people. Perfect. So good. Thanks, Noah. <laughs> Thank you, Noah. Say hi to Dixie and Steven. Hi. Hi, Emerson. Hey, Emerson. What movie did you guys watch? We're watching Blue Bloods. <laughs> of course. A classic, yes. <laughs> okay, I have, some, I have some questions for you, Emerson. You ready? Yes. Okay, what is your favorite thing about your mom? That she's nice. That she's nice? That's a good one. Okay, mm. what is your favorite hobby? What is your favorite thing to do? Um, To play with my chickens. Yeah. How many chickens do you have right now? I have 12. 12 chickens? That's oh my so gosh. many chickens. That's so good. Did you name all of them? Yes. <laughs> Can you list all the names? Yes. <laughs> Go. Go ahead. What are their names? Uh, Elvis, Roadrunner, Softy, AJ, um, Jet, Jet, Dragor. Lion? No. Beardo. Beardo. (laughs) Harry Potter. Yes. (laughs) They called it Squirrely. Squirrely. What's the chick? What's the rooster's name? Um, Devil. (laughs) Devil. This is good. That makes sense. I don't remember anymore. Is that all of them? I don't know. (laughs) Okay. Uh, What's your What's your favorite color, Emerson? Green. Green. Okay. What do you want to be for Halloween this year? I don't know. I'm still thinking. Okay. <laughs> you can be a firefighter. Noah said he's going to be a policeman. <laughs> I thought you were going to be a climber, a rock climber. No, Ooh. I didn't. I uh, said no. I was... Oh. Photographer? No. <laughs> I after that. <laughs> okay, the last... After there. Yeah. Oh, I don't remember. Last thing okay. for, for us, Emerson. Can you say no normal people? No normal people. Perfect. We got next. Hello. Hello. This is Bennett. Bennett. Hello. Hi. Are you ready? (laughs) Yeah. Okay. What is your favorite thing about your mom? She looks the same as me. Oh, that's a good one. Brown. Yeah. This is nice. Yes. Okay. What's your favorite hobby? Detailing. Ooh. Detailing what? Cars. Nice. Very nice. I'm going to have to have you come up here and detail our car. Right. <laughs> there you go. Okay. What's your favorite color? Blue. Very good. And what did you want to be for Halloween this year? I don't think you ever told me, huh? Any ideas? 
You got enough hair to no, be Chewbacca. Ooh. Oh yeah, that's Chewbacca. Right, Chewbacca. <laughs> he wants that mask where he like you open your mouth and, and he it, laughs. Yeah. Oh, this is a, that's a yeah, good that's one. Good. That's a good one. Nice. I think you should be Chewbacca. Right. You would be an awesome <laughs> Chewbacca. <laughs> okay, last thing, Bennett. Can you say no normal people? No normal people. Perfect. Thank you, Bennett. Okay, Ava, can you say hello to Dixie? Ava, hi. You want to show her your elephant noise? (gasps) Yes. There it is. There it is. That sounds so good. Love it. Keep practicing. Your mom loves it. Um, I love when you practice. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, Ava, are you ready? Yeah. Okay, what is your favorite thing about your mom? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I get nothing. Oh. What about she brought you to Montana to come meet us this <gasps> summer? So you can meet Dixie and Steven and learn all those wonderful yeah. noises. How's that? Yeah. Is that she good? Anything else? Take you on the trips? most amazing no bake cookies ever. That's no? a good one. Oh, that one. That's I my favorite thing. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> She's okay. not giving you anything. All right. Okay. okay, Ava, what's your favorite thing to do? What's your favorite hobby? Craft. Mm-hmm. Craft? Do you like painting? And bake. Ooh, and yeah. Baking. That's a good one. Okay, what's your favorite color? Purple. Purple. Nice. What did you want to be for Halloween this year? I don't know. You've been looking at princess things all the time. Was it the dark princess? It's like a night princess. A night princess. Ooh. <laughs> A night pr- Thanks, Noah. Yeah, here's Noah. He's part of all this conversation. Hey, Noah. Yeah, that's good. Okay. Last thing for me, Ava. Can you say no normal people? No normal people. Perfect. Fantastic. Thank you, Ava. Can you say hi? Hello. Hi. <laughs> How's your foot feeling? It's good. Good? Yeah? You don't have the boot on anymore? I don't have it on anymore. That's good. It's easier to walk around. Yeah. Steven mm -hmm. had a boot on for a little while, too. I did. Twinsies. You were twinners. (laughs) Second twin. (laughs) Yep. Foot twin. She might like that twin better than the other twin. Oh. Right. Okay. Fair enough. (laughs) Okay, Clara. What is your favorite thing about your mom? Oh, do you have another one, Noah? Is that what you're saying? No, it's like trying to give her hands in her ear. Um, Here's the correct answer. Kissing. Kissing. Yeah. <laughs> um, I don't know. It's terrible. It's probably because I'm sitting here. Okay, I'll make that kissing. Nothing? You've got nothing? I don't know. I make that kissing. Did um, I take you to dance every day? Nothing. <laughs> She's like, there's so many things. To my competitions. Oh, competitions. She oh, likes that's to go good. To dance competitions. Okay, kissing, I guess. Okay, okay kissing. No, go in the other room. No. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Clara, what is your favorite hobby? Dance. Yeah. <laughs> we knew the answer that to that one that already. Was easy. That was gimme. <laughs> okay, what's your favorite color? Blue. Nice. A lot of blues. Blue again? <laughs> <laughs> okay, Clara, what did you want to be for Halloween this year? A peacock. A peacock? Mm-hmm. That's a good one. Mm-hmm. 
Very cool. Last thing, can you say no normal people? No normal people. Perfect. Nice. Thanks, Clara. Thanks, Clara. Dixie and Steven. Hey, Dallin. Hi, Dallin. <laughs> How's the Rubik's Cube treating you? I've gotten up to the third level. I'm just working on the last um, yellow. Oh, <laughs> nice. yeah. Those, that yellow one. I'll send your mom some videos on Facebook, the ones I learned from. How's okay. that? Okay. Okay, Dallin, are you ready? Yep. Okay. What is your favorite thing about your mom? Spanking. Uh... Spanking. <laughs> 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 I didn't say that, by the way. Yeah, no, well, no, we know. Yeah, we, we know. know Noah's they there. know that Noah's just part of their <laughs> conversation right now. Um, she's my mom. That's oh, a good man. answer. Right? Great answer. <laughs> she's a fantastic mom. Okay, I guess I'll take that thinking. <laughs> wow. Okay, Noah. It. Okay, Dallin. What is your favorite hobby? Photography. Ah, yeah. Okay, what's your favorite color? Orange. Orange, yes. Orange. Got a different one. I'm gonna make that. Got a lot too. of blues. Yeah, right. <laughs> uh, what did you want to be for Halloween? Uh, myself. <laughs> <laughs> Good answer. Good answer. This is how I dress up for <laughs> Halloween too. I'm with you. <laughs> yeah. Okay, Dallin. Can you say no normal people? No normal people. Perfect. Fantastic. Thanks, dude. Thanks, man. It was good to talk to Hi. you. Uh, you too. <laughs> good to hear you. See ya. So six kids later, oh, it's it's Clara, Dallin, Ava, Bennett, Emerson, and Noah. And, Noah. and all of the sudden, here I am, just a 25-year-old <laughs> guy, and then all of a sudden I know that I have six... Nieces and nephews. Six nieces. I know. Crazy. Six I, more yeah, nieces and so nephews. Because we have more. seven. Right. <laughs> Soon to be Holy eight. Cow. Soon to be eight. But it was it was just an explosion of, oh my gosh, I'm an yeah. uncle to like 11-year-olds. <laughs> right? So, <laughs> would you Would you mind telling me about how you ended up finding Kathy and finding us? So... Um, interestingly enough, I have always known, I don't actually know a time when I didn't know I was adopted. Mm -hmm. So my mom had always told me that I came from a different mom, a very special one that she gave her this baby because my mom couldn't have them and she just had to get me a different way. And so I've always known it was never this taboo subject because all of my siblings, there's four of us are adopted Mm -hmm. from different families. That, okay. That's amazing. And so my mom and uh, so it was just never it was just, you know, because I knew friends that didn't know they were adopted until like they were in high school. And it was this huge traumatic thing and right. you know big secretive thing. And I'm like, why? You know, <laughs> you know, for, so so knowing that. But I also knew that since it was a super close adoption, that how it worked through the adoption agency that um, she had gone through is she had to have her name in the system in order for me to find her. Yeah, so right. if she didn't have it there, I would never have found her. And then so I had to go through this whole thing of when I was pregnant with Dallin and Clara, I just had this need. I was 28. And I'm like, you know, maybe, maybe it's time. I mean, I'd always wondered. Mm-hmm. Part of it was selfish, like medical stuff. You know, as you get older, like I, I started having kidney stones and weird stuff. And they always ask you, like, <laughs> what's your family history? I didn't know it. Right. And I would always say I'm adopted. And as you're getting older and 
medically, I'm like, I, I, I kind of need answers to some of these questions. <laughs> yeah. So at first it was more of a medical drive. It wasn't because I was very happy. I, I also wanted to be super respectful of, I didn't know if she had ever told anybody. Like, right. Was it one of those things where she had a family now and those kids didn't know a thing about me? Wow. And I don't want to like go in and traumatize an entire family if Just she right. had picked up. her life and changed it Wow. Yeah. for the good and her husband or whatnot didn't know me, you know, didn't know anything about me. Mm -hmm. And so I always had that fear of people always like, oh, you don't want to be rejected by her again. I'm like, I never felt rejected by her. Mm -hmm. I, I never had that. So I was 28 and I remember sitting at this countertop and I got on to online and put all of my information in. And what I had to do is just fill in everything I knew, which wasn't a lot. Yeah. Right. And right. Blonde hair, blue eyes. Uh, San Diego, where you were born, 16 years day. old. Yeah. 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 I knew the hospital because it was on my birth certificate, Okay, right? but there was, and I knew the doctor cause that was on my birth certificate, but obviously her name wasn't on it or his name. Nobody else's name was on it. Mm. Right. This, um, what was on my birth certificate was my parents, my adopted parents' names. And so, but the hospital and the date and everything was right. Wow. <laughs> and so okay. I put all of that in the system and you, then you just wait. And so, cause you just don't know. Cause it was ball was in her court. At that point. Yeah. That I guess they have a, a person that will match profiles up um, in the system. And so she emailed me probably within a couple of weeks. And she said, I have found I am 99% sure that this is your birth mom. And I don't remember her giving me a name. She might have given me a name. But she said she's a woman in Apache Junction. And she drives a school bus. And she has three daughters. She said they were teenage and down. And then she gave me an email address. And that's what I got from her. And I can remember sitting there thinking, I mean, I had to sit on it like, really? This is okay. You know, this could get real. And all these thoughts of what if nobody knows about me? What if, you know, she doesn't want to have anything to do with me? And, and being okay that if that's what I got, I would have to be okay with that. Right. And then feeling like, okay, well, what if she doesn't want to have a thing to do with me? I mean, all these thoughts of, things you just don't even think about. And uh, so I wrote her an email. I emailed her and just said, this is who I am. And, you know, kind of gave her a little synopsis of what my life was and would love to, you know, have you email back or, you know, if you want to have any kind of contact again, ball was in her court. Mm -hmm. yeah. I, I was terrified. And then I never heard anything. And and Mason, he would ask me, touch base with me, but he was pretty respectful of it because, and then we're going through all this infertility stuff and mm -hmm. right. vitro stuff. And so it makes me volatile uh, emotions <laughs> anyway. So <laughs> right. yeah. maybe it wasn't the best time to be writing emails to a birth mother. But uh, <laughs> anyway, I never heard from her. And I don't remember being upset. Like, I don't think I cried over it. I think we were busy mm -hmm. when we started. And then we had lots of babies all at one time. Wow. Yeah. And I kind of, in a weird sense, just kind of shut it down. Like, maybe I'll do it again. I don't know. Right. You know, just, sure. just, I didn't, I wasn't in a place. I was really busy. Lots of babies. I probably wouldn't have looked into it had my mom, three Christmases ago, she wanted to, uh, no, it's probably four now. Holy crap. Time has just warped <laughs> on. She bought herself, my sister, and me the DNA ancestry kits. 
right for Christmas. That was my Christmas present. Wow. And she you get to spit in a vial and you send it back. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because she's like, this would be really cool. And she's like, and I just kind of want to know like what part, because I mean, she's not adopted, obviously, but she wanted to know all of the ancestry that would link up and for right. all the family history that she was super excited about. Sure. Yeah. And so we sent it in and then it came back. And when I opened it up, the first thing I looked at was, okay, well, like, what's my heritage? Like, is it Spanish? Because just nobody ever knew. They're like, because right. I could pass off as Italian. When I was in Spain, I was a Spaniard. Oh, I could yeah. pass off as Italian. But heck, I pulled off French in Paris. And so yeah. it there was, you, go. Yeah. you know. Dark. Um, the answer is I could, dark. I pulled it off. Well, and they told me, even when I was in Spain, I was in northern Spain, they're like, oh, you must be from the south. They kept calling me Morena because I was really dark. <laughs> right. And so, yeah, more so than they were even most of Spaniards, especially in northern Spain, they're super white. And right. I was not northern Spain. But anyway, so so that was the first thing I looked at. I looked at that and to see which would have been really helpful. I'm 19% Native American. That might have helped me in college. <laughs> wow. But, yeah. Um, there you go. Didn't know that. Jeez. And then, but the majority of me is from that part of uh, Europe. Is mm-hmm. for Spain and everything else is sixty percent. And so, anyway, so I looked at that, and then I pulled up, you know, names. Well, nothing was really pulling up other than Brannon. So why am I saying Brannon? Jen. Um, Jen. That's Jen. um my mom's younger sister. Yeah, her name came up. Yeah, her name was right on the top, mm-hmm. and it said that this was a second or third cousin, kind of a deal. That that yeah. that's what they were thinking. But it wasn't enough for me to be like okay, I really should, you know, pursue this. I I sent a couple of like messages randomly. I don't think I sent it to her. Had I sent it to her, I probably would have found you guys faster, but (laughs) I sent it and then just nothing. And then a little bit on, um, that I figured was my dad's side, um, but nothing was coming up really close. And so, you know, got that done and then moved on with life. And so it was almost two years later, my dad was sitting at the table with us after Sunday dinner. And he had just done his Mm -hmm. and he wanted to compare. He's like, well, let's compare him. He's like, because I want how much Native American do you have? Because like I said, he's Mexican. He's very, very dark. Yeah. (laughs) And my mom is very, very white. And so so I'm sitting there with him um, and he pulls up his app and he's going through all the numbers. And I pull up mine and I start going through the numbers, you know, and because it updates it all the time. Right. Right. And I just flipped it back to the page of where the names are of like cousins and he's just talking to me and I flip it open and there is this name Goodrich and it says 99% very close family relative. Yeah. And I had never seen the Goodrich name. And then I start scrolling down and there were a lot of them. And I was like, huh, that's new, you know, because I hadn't looked at it in the past few months. Right. I didn't really say anything even to my dad who was sitting there. We just compared, you know, our percentages and how cool we thought that app was. And and then I remember I didn't even say anything to Mason. I just that night after we got the kids in bed, I uh, went on Facebook and I Facebook stalked him (laughs) and I looked at him and I opened it up and I saw the pictures and I went, oh my gosh, that is my nose. Yeah. And I immediately, I mean, that was the first thing immediately. I'm like, that is my note. It was the weirdest thing to see someone that like had a feature that was pretty prominent, you know, compared to my kids and my husband, you know, they all have his nose and, and not to ever know somebody you're related to that has a family feature. Cause people say I look like my mom, but she's white with green eyes and there, you know, there's no similarity. Right. Yeah. 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 
I mean, my siblings and I are, are all mixed races. And so we match that way. Mm. Um, right. Mm-hmm. We matched in our family because my dad was Mexican. My mom was white. So having brown kids, it worked. Right. And so it's not weird. You didn't have the same nose. You don't <laughs> right. have the same shape. And so I remember looking at that and going, oh, my gosh. Mm-hmm. And so I decided what's going to happen. Right. No, he has no idea who I am. <laughs> yeah. So I, I sent him a Facebook message. And I said, I just told him, this is what I know. It was really short. It mm-hmm. was, this is who I am. I was born this time, this date, this hospital. Uh, my mom was really young, blonde hair, blonde, came from a big family. I said, do you know anything about her? I gave him my uh, cell phone number. Mm-hmm. And then I just left it. I think he replied to me within two hours. It was like <laughs> 11 o'clock at night. Wow. Wow. And his response was, this is my sister. And that we have been looking for you. Yeah. Or wondering about you. Mm, I and just got was, chills. Wow. It's probably one of the most bizarre, terrifying, exciting moments. I uh, didn't quite, I don't think I slept the whole <laughs> night. Mm. Uh, and I just kind of, uh, I didn't know. I, I, so I responded back to him. I said, well, here's my cell phone. And, I said, I need to be respectful of what her life is and, and she can call me, Mm -hmm. you know, don't give me her number. Just tell her this is my stuff. Mm. And if she wants to, she could call me. And I remember having to let it out that it was in her court again Mm -hmm. and not wanting to be not rejected, but not disappointed again. Or um, growing, growing up with uh, being a kid from a divorced family and you learn to put a little safeguards up, you learn to, uh, protect yourself so you don't get hurt. Right. Those big hurts that you don't want to repeat. Mm. And uh, I have a lot of those. Unfortunately, it has like surpassed memories that should be, it like covers up all the memories of a certain time frame, And so right. you don't even remember the really awesomely good ones. Wow. You just know that you don't want to think about those ones because it was around a time frame that really hurt. And right. so I, I had to be very cautious on, do I want to do this? Mm-hmm. You know, I have six kids. What if this is not a good situation? Yeah, what if this my, my is children not, yeah. issue? You know, you just don't know. And and it was more than me now. It wasn't. Yeah. It wasn't me. It was right. all my my family. So. Wow. But it was, she responded. She called me the next day, which, you know, I, I talked to all three of you guys. All, mm-hmm. I talked to Kathy and then all the, all the girlies. That was crazy <laughs> to have four or three sisters. Yeah. Holy cow. That are all your me. sisters. Yeah. And, and I'm the like, favorite. Yeah, of course. Favorite. <laughs> Avery was like, I have all my life wanted to have not have to be the oldest anymore. Yeah. Like she's oh. like ready to just give it to me. Here you <laughs> like, go. Here, your turn. Wow. Your turn. I'm, I'm done. done. I'm wow. Yeah. Uh, I love that you guys called me the Mexican sister. That cracks yeah. me up. I uh I love that what was so amazing to me was that I wasn't a secret. Yeah. Mm. Mm. That was uh that was really touching because I wasn't I wasn't a secret mm-hmm. and I wasn't something that got shoved under the rug. Yeah. And yeah. I, it, it, and I don't think I had those feelings until I realized I wasn't. Right. I don't know if that makes right. sense. It was another story, which I don't think you or anybody or Kathy even know when I was up there this summer, you know how uh, Kathy had said she shouldn't even see me when I was born. Yeah. Yeah. She was afraid to see me because she might take me home yeah oh and she wouldn't let her mom see me and so she just wanted to know if i was okay and so 
Grandma Gigi was in my car when we were driving to Yellowstone. Mm-hmm. Hilarious lady. And we had various children in my car and various children in your mom's yes. car. And uh, <laughs> she's driving with me and we're going through. And I don't remember which part of it was. Was it towards the drive or if we were already in Yellowstone? But at some point of the day, she said, you know, I have to tell you something that I haven't told anybody. And maybe your mom knows. I don't know. She said that uh, Kathy didn't want me to go see you. And I wanted to see you. And she told me, no, mom, don't go see her because she knew that um, Kathy would, that Gigi would take me home because <laughs> yeah. it wasn't a far fetch to do, you know, the other sisters yeah. there. There were three and five. I mean, that, to have a newborn wouldn't have been a big stretch. Yeah, right. And so um, I would have fit in. I wouldn't have been like all these super older than me. Kiddos. Yeah, and sure. So, but she knew Kathy didn't want her, want her to see me. And, and she told her that she wouldn't. And she <laughs> walked to the nursery. And she said, I went to the nursery because I just wanted to see you. And she said, and I was looking for a blonde headed baby. <laughs> She's like, and the only baby in that nursery that didn't have a name tag with a name on it was in the corner. And it was this baby, super dark baby with dark hair. <laughs> and she's like, and all of a sudden I realized that that was you. And, uh, she's like, so I had to see you. Yeah. I had to just see that you were in the nursery. Oh, for me, that was, it just makes the whole thing real that, you know, I was loved and probably loved more than, you know, you would even imagine because you have to love a baby a lot to be able to think yeah they can have a better life somewhere else. Yeah, definitely. So it just, you know, it all worked out. I still remember um, talking to you guys, <laughs> exciting, but not knowing what to think and or, you know, talk about and, and then loving how open Kathy was about her struggles in life. Yeah. And how giving me up was actually a turning point for her Wow, and yeah. her choices Jeez. and how it shaped even your life, Dixie, mm-hmm. for those choices that she made and, and you guys being so open on how, you know, that wasn't an easy childhood for you. Right. And how open and um, inadvertently very forgiving you guys are for going through hell and back mm-hmm. a few times and still being great, amazing people that yeah. you are and forgiving your mom and giving her another chance to say, you know, I could, I could be better. Oh yeah. And, uh, so I loved that. I loved that. Um, very transparent. There's nothing to hide. I didn't have anything to worry about. Like, you know, skeletons were all out. No kidding. There's no closets. It's open floor plan. (laughs) Yeah. It's open floor plan, man. We're all out here. Wow. Um, (laughs) That is so special. Yeah. Then, and then meeting, but I don't know if I, I don't think I told anybody is the day that we met, uh, when I was supposed to meet her for breakfast, mm-hmm. we had talked several times yeah. and I had gone, I couldn't sleep. So yeah. I just went running at five o'clock in the morning because <laughs> that's how I cope with a lot of stuff is I run. Now there my knees go. don't really appreciate it. Oh, yeah, sure. But I went running and Mason was coming in later that afternoon, but he wasn't going to be there for the breakfast. Right. And mm. I was sitting on this balcony of this apartment that my mom had and the kids are all asleep and I'm a sweaty mess and I just ran and for about 40 minutes and I came home and I was sitting on this patio trying not to wake anybody up. And I called Mason. I was hysterical. Yeah. I was having an anxiety attack. I yeah. said, it's not going to work. I cannot. I said, I can't, I can't go meet her. I said, I can't mm. do it. Cause what if, you know, she doesn't show up or, or what if she doesn't really want to meet me? And, and, and I said, and I, I mean, every question you have of you're not good enough to, or do I want to do this part of my life? Do I want to really invite this in? Because once you go, there's really no turning back. Yeah, and this is I, the moment. I was a wreck. And Mason's like, 
you're going to be okay. Just please. Yeah. I'm like, I, don't, I just don't know if I can do this. And he's like, really? I promise you're going to be okay. I mean, he's talking me off the ledge is mm-hmm. what he was doing. That, wow. Um, wow. I mean, you look back and you think, okay, that really wasn't that bad. It was yeah. just, you just don't know. It That's just... how I feel about every social interaction. <laughs> it's oh, like, it's not worth it. I not... shouldn't go. <laughs> I know it's just a Walmart, but I shouldn't go. Wow. I just can't. Wow, Dixie. Wow. No. Yeah. yeah. Just that what an amazing and welcoming family and felt right. I mean, it was, let's go meet your birth mom for the first time at a family reunion yeah. with a hundred some odd other people that are related Welcome to you. to yep. the, this yep. super crazy big, large family. Big one. Yeah. But it was, uh, wow. that's, who they, that's who you guys are. Yeah, let's just add are. another eight people to this family. It's fine. Oh <laughs> we love it. We love it. That's so <laughs> special. Nothing. You know, honestly. The kids think it's great. Yeah. More aunts and uncles. Oh, more yeah. merrier. So, Absolutely. Oh, and Dixie, thank you so much for all the noises that Ava produces <laughs> on a day-to-day basis. No problem, really. I, She's anytime. perfecting the elephant. I'm she so really glad. is pretty, pretty amazing at I'm it. I'm so glad. So, that's, mm-hmm. there you go. You know, yeah, so that's growing up. Now here we are. Yeah, growing up with my mom, I feel like I've had like two different moms, mm-hmm. which like, you know, the mom when she was doing drugs, all that kind of stuff. And then the yeah. mom in Montana, which is completely right. yeah flip a hundred total 180 yeah totally different person wow but i a thing that is like that kind of ties both of those moms together is her bringing you up almost every year on your birthday i can Mm -hmm. remember because i mean your birthday is two weeks after mine and three, three weeks after avery's so like lots of things happening in that like short month period and Every year it was always like your sister's birthday is today or your sister's birthday is this mm. week. And every single year when she brought that up, literally since I since I can remember, I've always thought, you know what, someday I'm going to get old enough and I'm going to make a lot of money and I'm going to pay because, you know, how children think I'm yeah. going to pay yeah. to find like a private eye to go find my Someone sister and for her. my mom. Wow. <laughs> like that was wow. like yeah. every year I was like, I'm going to I'm going to do that someday. And then the day that or the night that you emailed Uncle Jess, mom had emailed me the, the message that you had sent to him. And I didn't mm-hmm. get it until like 10 o'clock the next day. And I was just sitting on the couch reading this message. And Stephen, he was sitting on the couch across from me and he was like, I went completely white. She and just like, it was crazy. <laughs> like just started crying. And like Stephen's like, oh, my yeah. God. Oh, my God. What's wrong? Who died? You know, that kind yeah, of it's exactly. reaction. It's like, what? what happened? <laughs> and I didn't even say anything to him. I just called mom and yeah. I was like, Are, uh, I, like, I didn't say anything. She was like, yep, it's her. Yeah. It was the craziest. Wow. Like six hours of my life wow <laughs> you know it, it it just is uh people were always very concerned what about your mom like is mm-hmm. it is, is it gonna upset her and my mom was always so my whole life is like i want to meet this woman because yeah. i have to tell her thank you yeah oh. and that's how it was you know i never felt like this would make her feel um i don't know uh, replaced or, yeah yeah replaced uh, she says the darndest things because my mom <laughs> is 76 years old yeah so mm. she was an older mom mm-hmm. kathy is the same age as my oldest sister yeah so it's really a strange dynamic for me because wow. i have a sister her age wow right 
but yet she's my biological mom, yeah. you know? And so Gigi is closer to my mom's age yeah. than Kathy is. Right. And so um, my mom will say, she said it a few weeks ago. She's like, well, you know, I am getting old. So when I'm gone, I'm so grateful you have another mom to just step in. I'm like, oh my gosh, mom. Stop. I'm like, it doesn't work that way. Stop it. <laughs> but, uh, you know, it just it has been still is a learning experience of course knowing yeah. you guys wow. and being a- able to open up and knowing that line with Kathy too. Right. And I, 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 and I felt it, you know, not awkward, but just not knowing where to take it yet. Like, right. <laughs> you know, it's, it's definitely, my kids love the fact that there's another grandma or two or three and they <laughs> yeah. think it's great. And, um, aunts and, you know, and it's been a pretty defining a blessing mm-hmm. and and another blessing of Kathy telling me she's like I never checked that email so she didn't brush me off she yeah, never no. got it oh she, geez. internet oh. internet wasn't really like yeah. our forte wow. back then no <laughs> like we were and not she never checked that email yeah so she never got it it's somewhere in the cyber world oh. yeah that email I'm sure she has that me. email address still but she probably just, can't get into probably it have to hack into yeah. it or have someone hack into it and yeah. have a message from the past, wow. you know, wow. 12 years ago. Mm-hmm. And so, but she's like, she's like, I was not in a good place mm-hmm. to. It wouldn't have, have been the time anyway. Yet. Yeah. Wow. No, it Jeez. wasn't. The time. No, that was definitely. Was you guys were young. Yeah. That was definitely God being like, nope, you need yes. to wait a minute. Nope, it's not time yet. <laughs> you need to wait. This isn't wow. the best version of these people. Show you the time. <laughs> yeah. Wow. You know, it's interesting because, you know, had I met that version of her, I don't know how about myself, I would hope that I'd be a better person, but I don't know how I would have reacted to that. Um, Right. Having been in a family of drugs have played an issue in uh, my dad's new family that he married into um, Mm. and seeing that and knowing I didn't want to have a thing to do with anything like that. Um, Having a brother that made some really stupid choices and has done you know, some special things throughout the years and knowing that I didn't want to have part of that. So I think, you know, in my time of life then, I don't know if I would have been open to it. um, Wow. Wow. To that. So yeah, absolutely. God definitely 100% was like, nope, not not today. Absolutely. (laughs) See you in 12 years. Crazy. (laughs) And let's put the the brakes on for a minute. It was like, hold on. (laughs) See, I knew we were going to go some places when I said, let's, let's keep telling stories from college to now. (laughs) I got us into yeah. it. My goodness. Marisa, this has been so special to hear about. I like Dixie can I've I've missed it a couple times. I've been te- tearing yeah. up a little bit just because this story is so yeah. powerful. And mm-hmm. the other cool thing is uh, we actually had Dixie's mom on the podcast a little while ago. So if anyone is listening to this and they're curious, you can listen to Kathy Parks episode. And it's the other yeah. side of this story. And it's my goodness. It's so special to have you and Mason and all the kiddos in <laughs> our lives now. Monsters. It's just it's so special all the little to monsters. us. The little monsters. So many of them. All the living farts mm-hmm. and burps. Right. Yeah. Oh my gosh. <laughs> so there's that the amount of Man. words as a parent that you don't think you'll ever say in your life that you say all the time. Yeah. 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 yeah no. So <laughs> I'm curious now that we're here. There are some other questions we have for you. So I want to yes. ask, do you do anything for work right now outside of super mom homeschooling? <laughs> um, <laughs> so when we moved here to back to Carlsbad, which is crazy that I'm here in this town again yeah. uh, a couple of years ago, 
Clara, I have, well, Clara and Ava both are dancers. Mm -hmm. And I soon learned that dancing is very expensive. Yes, it is. And so in Utah, I actually cleaned the dance studio that they danced at to get some money taken off of my bill. Oh, that's cool. I am not, so I cleaned the studio at like six in the morning. There you go. I'd go to work and clean the studio. And so when I moved here, I actually knew the woman who owns the studio. Her husband was our um, bishop in our, um, when we lived here before. Right. So I knew her. And so I called her up and I said, um, we're moving there in a couple of months because Mason had already moved here. I said, I have two girlies that for sure going to dance and I would love to be able to help you clean the building or, you know, do something. I said to help offset the cost of this. And so didn't hear from her for a bit. And then I get this message like a month before I moved and she's like, oh, we need to talk. You for sure can help us out. And I'm like, hey, that sounds more than like cleaning a building. Yeah, right. uh, We moved here and they wanted me to be their office manager. Ah. And so I jumped into a world of dance, which I telling you, I was a tomboy. I mean, I might have liked the frilly dresses. But I ran. I didn't do anything that required hand-eye coordination. I am not a dance mom. I will tell you that right now. I am not. I view dancing as a sport. And this is your team. And for goodness sake, you're going to go to practice. And you're going to. That's how I view dance. I'm like, okay, I can can do this. I have a degree in child psychology. (laughs) And uh, they're like, it'd just be 10 hours a week. No big deal. So I become this office manager at this studio that has 350 students. (laughs) It's definitely more than a 10 hour a week job, but I love it. Yeah. I love every part of it. And so I work, I mean, I, I can work from home. So that's what I do outside of being mom all day. I work at the dance studio. Okay. One of my favorite questions on this podcast is like, what are you passionate about? And I rephrase that as what do you like to think and talk about when you have nothing else to think and talk about? My pre-question oh. to that for you is do you have any time to think about anything else you know <laughs> no it's it, it's really funny i i look back at pre-children yeah i call it uh bc for me is before children yeah and um this makes a lot of yeah, sense and, oh man life is so different because we had our kids basically all at the same time yeah i love reading has always been something part of my life yeah. i have loved reading all different um genres um, if you see my bookcases, are we have at least ten bookcases in our house, and books are piled in every direction in the kids' room. Uh, books is just what I grew up with. So good. So yes, always passionate about books. Doing that, I've been pretty avid runner and getting out and doing that. Mason and I learned really quick that we both really like to go out to eat at different restaurants and try different things. <laughs> that, that was, you know, something we don't do very often. Yeah. Right. But uh, my passions are probably, I, I used to play the piano a lot. Singing, I used to do that a lot. I don't do that much anymore. Mm. So just, I'm probably one of the people that my passions are. I, I don't throw myself in hobbies. I just, to have my time to myself. Uh, currently, my time to myself is, uh, because I have to keep myself up with numbers these days, <laughs> is I, my mom bought yes. me this book yeah. of... Um, Puzzles. I like puzzles. I've always liked crossword puzzles mm. and um, okay. word searches. Nice. Um, I've always liked number games. Yeah. So that you have to fit numbers in. It's this. All of them are number puzzles on how you have to fit numbers in and adding mm. and subtracting and and throwing. So I mean, it might make me really nerdy, but I love stuff like that. <laughs> and excellent. So I've always liked stuff that is still working my mind, but not so much so that you know it hurts and yeah. it's frustrating. Right. You're not just like burning so, yourself out. 
with the effort. No, and I've never been one of those people that loves cooking. That cooking is not my thing. Baking is not my thing. Okay. I just, uh, I mean, I could do it, right? But I do it because of necessity. <laughs> because you have to feed <laughs> children, oh, right? It's not my, it's not my passion. Do you have all the, um, I am the not tiny humans a, uh, keep alive? Yeah. I found that I really enjoy gardening. So yeah. wow, that I found that it's it's really good for my soul to play in the dirt. So mm-hmm. I Ooh. do. I like Ooh. that kind of stuff. So yeah, that's say more about playing but, in the dirt and being good for your soul. I, that, I love it. I love playing in the dirt. And when you can actually see something grow, which currently, you know, this was the year I needed my garden. My garden was going to be awesome. Yeah, yeah, of course. It was COVID year. We needed, we didn't know what, if people were going to be able to truck stuff in because we're, right. we're a truck in community. Yeah. Right? And so we planted one heck of a garden. I mean, zucchini, green beans, uh, cabbage, broccoli. Uh, we had tomatoes and strawberries and the whole thing died and i i mean i have never been so like you put your sweat and tears and something literally your sweat into this dumb garden that i had going (laughs) and i um i mean the tilling i mean the work the the kids had to haul in tons of dirt to like mix it in and what we had ended up doing was it was a topsoil that had too much clay in it oh and yeah so it choked the roots oh, and so anyway so i tore my garden out i was just so frustrated i mean the money and the time that went yeah, into it and this real. was the year i needed it yeah. and gosh darn it there is one zucchini plant that i actually came from seed that thing looks like it comes from like the jurassic park world <laughs> it is humongous and i do not water it yeah <laughs> it only gets watered when the sprinklers go off and so this thing, the kids will come hauling in. I've posted some pictures. The zucchinis are bigger than Noah because yeah. I don't go tend it. It just, it, the thing it is just not going to die. And so it just happened. But um, this is but a I, very special cleaning. gene that you probably got from Gigi. Oh, well, that's an amazing gene because I really enjoy <laughs> it. I, I, I like the flowers. I do have some, my herb plants in my, um, my potted plants are fantastic. Yeah. I've got basil and oregano and thyme and mm-hmm. rosemary. Mm-hmm. And they do fantastic. So I have a love for all things green and right. plants and digging in the dirt. My poor kids do not appreciate it. In fact, we spent hours yesterday <laughs> mowing and weeding. And yeah. we live on an acre. There's a lot. I mean, we're not as crazy as Gigi, but holy cow, there's a lot out there. We've got yeah. a lot of grass. I'm pretty sure. It takes about two hours yeah. to mow the lawn. I'm so, pretty sure um, grandma, she like thinks of a flower. And then it just, and it just like grows. magically just appears grows. in her garden. She, yeah. <laughs> it's amazing. Green um, thumb, but, green but hand, green arm. She is mother nature. That I'm passionate. Yeah, I'm passionate about that. I've, I, I, I like to see things grow and that you're like, hey, I did that, you know. Oh, right. Yeah, and learn that about is, that. So that is the, absolutely sure. the way I feel. I, my poor tomato yeah. plant, he is, he is enduring oh, and probably not surviving snow. the snow right now. <laughs> no, he probably doesn't really appreciate yep. that. Which makes me very sad. But he and I, oh, we've no. we've made a collaboration out of these tomatoes this year. Like <laughs> it's so I love. I'm learning to love gardening for that reason because you actually it mm-hmm. it really does feel like you're collaborating with the earth in a way. Like I'll give you the you water, are. I'll give you the good the good soil and the fertilizer and all this, and we will trade. I you know yeah, it's a it's absolutely. a teamwork thing that. Man, could get spiritual very quickly, couldn't it? Oh, 100%. And there's a, I mean, oh. you know, we, we tell our kids, you know, I, on a spiritual end, I guess I've always just been, you know, you don't know who you talk spiritual with or who thinks you're a crazy psycho person. But yeah. I have a firm belief that everything we have has been given to us. It's kind of on loan 
All this we have mm. is on loan. Yeah. And I used to laugh at my mom, very spiritual woman. She would, we would need to buy something, something as simple as like a bookcase that we mm-hmm. need in the house. And she's like, I can't buy that yet. And I'm like, okay, I was a teenager. She's like, I need to pray about it. I'm like, mom, it's a bookcase. <laughs> yeah. Do you want to spend a hundred dollars on the bookcase or you don't want to spend? She's like, no, right. I, I need to pray. And to her, every decision because all this, you know, her money and her ability to buy the bookcase was because of what he had given her in her life. And wow. so uh, wow. you know, I used to make fun of it, but it's it's true. You know, we my plants do not make it. Maybe I was not humble enough and the Lord knew, <laughs> for heaven's sake, Marisa, you were not in a good place to be tending a garden at this time. But 100%, you feel the power of what he's done. And, Absolutely. And, and in the curriculum, I am teaching the kids. It's actually... Dallin rolls his eyes at me because it's it's uh, not secular and it's all <laughs> Christian based. And so as we learn chemistry, it talks about matter and how, you know, the matter is coming together and who created that matter and who, you know, did this, right. for all this to happen <laughs> and that science and religion can intermingle. And wow. It's, it's wow. a beautiful thing. And that wow. even, you know, when, when God comes into math, you know, Dallin just full on, he's like this, no, he's like, there's a line drawn, you know, it's, it's, but it's, um, <laughs> All things are, you know, that's just what it is in our house. It's yeah. just absolutely. You know, it's all interconnected. It's all integrated. Gotta be doing the right things and you will get blessings and oh. you will uh and and I'm a firm believer that, you know, sometimes the blessings don't come today. They might come tomorrow, they might come in the next life, but you right. get them and uh, Which is something gardening teaches it. you, right? It really does. I it's, love it. Uh, you and if you don't do it right, you don't have your mix just right. Yep. It's mm-hmm. just, you know, oak. Your garden dies and you right. spent a lot of time and money and, and yeah. you have a monster zucchini plant yeah. that has right. just held on. So, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, just there. so there. good. Do you like to follow any particular morning or evening routines on a daily basis? BC, before children, not really. It was just work and work and work and work in school. Yeah. But since I've had kids, understanding that kids work better with a routine, and I do too, um, knowing the day and, and realizing that kids do so much better. And that's why I think COVID hit really hard on a lot of kiddos that there's no more routine. And so they're really having a hard time. So we've tried to really drill it in because Noah will ask on a day-to-day basis, is this work day or dance day or <laughs> church day or stay oh. at home with dad day? Oh, that's always a cool. day that he has to put in there. So my routines are probably three to four times a week. I'm up by 545 to meet a really awesome friend of mine. We go and do a five mile loop on a hill in town. Mm-hmm. And so I'll be done by an hour and then I'll get back and um, get the kids up with the music. And Mason's mm-hmm. long gone before that. Get them going, animals, eating, school. And then two days a week, I work in the morning. So we really have to kind of rush it because I work for about three hours in the mornings. Mm, and um, okay. so our mornings are set. I prefer my mornings where I can go run, sets me in a place to go, get things done. Definitely, I'm definitely more productive those days. Very right? good. But then my times, you know, evening routine is, um, which has been pretty good for the most part, Mason's always been able to do it, except for a few times here and there is he puts the kids to bed. Oh, cool. Because yeah. I hit a point at about 730 that I'm done. Sometimes it can go a little later, eight o'clock, but by eight 30, if those kids are not in bed or anywhere near it, I am not a nice person. And I call it those witching hours. So good. Yeah. He kind of looks at me like, why can't you hand? I'm like, I'm done. I've handled 13 hours. Right. And, um, it's your yeah, of course. Turn. And so I almost disappear. Like it's like, okay, 
mom is done and dad's in charge and if they're not in bed and sometimes he'll coast through and sometimes he's right on it and then on the times that he's just letting them stay up and it's like 9 30 i'm like oh my gosh i'm not going to make it <laughs> and they're getting older so they, they stay up later now and so it's uh i'm right. i need my time and if it's to stare blankly off at my phone at random stuff or stare off into oblivion by all means <laughs> i have to have that time so right yeah Got a little. So that's oh, my yeah. evening routine. Right. I have to have a good hour to myself to like. I can think respect about nothing, that. So. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. Anyway. So good. Marisa, thank you so much for your time tonight. Uh, You're welcome. This has been so special for mm-hmm. us. We have some closing questions for you as we get closer yes. to wrapping up here. We're curious to ask what you're currently reading, you book nerd. <laughs> well, you know, I'm a book nerd, but I actually am. If you saw my book, it's a very sad moment. Mason bought me a book, self-help book. I don't know what he's trying to <laughs> What he's trying to do, insinuate. He's trying to right? self-help yeah, you. I'm not even going to go there. Um, mostly what I'm reading is I'm reading to my kids, and it's called The One and Only Bob. And if you guys want a good, hilarious read, you need to get it. The it's the second book Bob. of The One and Only Ivan is the first book. And then The One and Only Bob, It's a, The One and Only Ivan is about a gorilla. Okay. Ivan is the gorilla. Yep. And the one and only Bob is the stray dog that finds Ivan and they become best friends. And it's told from the viewpoint of this stray mutt. And it is hilarious. Right. <laughs> so that's currently what I'm reading is that's the funny. one and only Bob. About once or twice a year, Mason will buy me a book that I will binge read until I'm finished. And the kids know that I am not their mother until I'm done with my book. <laughs> so okay. they just know that. Because I don't get to read like I used to be able to read. Yeah. Right. And so. Yeah. yeah. What about, what are you listening to right now? What what comes up like when you open an app like Spotify for music? My music, I have music going all the time. I For me, it's white noise. For Mason, it's the complete opposite. It drives him absolutely crazy. <laughs> okay. He listens to talk radio. That's his white noise. And that drives me absolutely crazy. So uh-huh. um, I have, I go anywhere from country to whatever hip hop song Claire's listening to because she's dancing it for teams. Nice. To what do I have? I have Celine Dion. I have, I mean, my <laughs> playlist is all over the place. Eclectic. And the kids will, this is good. they don't even know what to think. To the greatest showman, Celine Dion. You've yeah. got some, what else do I have in there? I've got all sorts of country singers in there and Elvis Presley. What do I have? There you I'll go. 50s in there. Oh, we're all over the place. Love it. Do you listen to any podcasts at all? You know, I listen to you guys. I have another podcast I listen to. Um, one is a lady that uh, they're only like 13 minutes long because unfortunately I have a very short attention span because I've got <laughs> so much going on at one time and at another. Yeah, um, <laughs> right. That she'll just touch on, you know, parts of her life that she's shifted with, with kids and stuff. And I've listened to um, within our church. There's some like the stories of mm. people's like oh, conversion right. stories. I think those are cool. Very cool. Okay. Stuff like that. So I'll listen to things like that. Um, also for work, I listen to some dance podcasts, which never in my life would I thought wow. I'd listen to dance podcasts. <laughs> there you go. They have a lot of business um, ideas and ways to implement things. And so Very cool. I listen to stuff like that. Very cool. What are you currently watching right now? Are you in the middle of any streaming shows or uh, like recent movies you've watched? Currently, we are watching Blue Bloods as a family, which mm. is funny. Never would I have let a four-year-old, Dallin <laughs> and Clara, watch Blue Bloods. Mm. But we've ruined Noah, and he's the sixth <laughs> one. So we just are... There's no going back now. Right. I told Mason, I'm like, the stuff he's been exposed to that we would <laughs> never have done. But he loves it, and yeah. he thinks it's great. And Okay. 
once again, I just have to say this has been so special mm-hmm. for us to talk and d- to hear about your story growing up and how we got united. I, right. I can't even say reunited, yeah. right? We're just united now. Not even reunited. So, we just didn't. It's so special. Mm-hmm. Uh, we we love all your kiddos. We had such a good time this summer hanging out with them. Mm-hmm. Thank you so much for being on our podcast and catching up with us. It's been really good. We want to give you the last word and oh. have you read our favorite quote for the podcast. Okay. The only normal people you know are the ones you don't know very well. <laughs>